The ambulance bay doors were opened by remote to let a uniformed cop out, and suddenly the woman was in the house. Eyes unfocused, teeth chattering, she floated down the hall, ignoring irritated shouts. Miss! Miss! Excuse me! A reproachful sing-song from the nurse's station. She wandered down the hallway, past the examination rooms, then, as if remembering something, abruptly wheeled around, inadvertently stepping into the startled embrace of the security guard. You got to go out to triage just like everybody else, the kid lectured awkwardly, wincing at the sight of her upturned palms, the things growing there. An East Indian doctor, petite, slender, and almost prim in his self-possession, strolled down the hallway. His face registered a look of grudging interest as he noticed the woman's hand. What happened to you? he asked flatly, taking in the glassy dislocation of her eyes, the labored workings of her chest. His identification tag read Anil Chatterjee. He threw me down. I couldn't even get the words out. Her voice was smoky and deep, vibrating with a kind of retroactive panic. Down where? He lifted her limp hand gently, felt the outer wrist bones. She ignored the question, her head jerking like a bird's. What happened to you? Still no response. He took both her hands. Her palms were embedded with shards of glass, bits of gravel, some rusted wedges of tin, and in one hand a fine small coil of metal, the inner spring of a cheap ballpoint pen, all of it implanted in the red and blue rawness of a braided flesh. I want you to answer my question, he said sternly. What happened to you? He threw me out of the car. Suddenly she stomped her foot like a child, her voice soaring. I couldn't get the words out. He, he didn't give me a chance. I tried, I swear to God. Casually bypassing the screening drill, Chatterjee walked her directly to the surgery room where he sat her on a backless stool, then took her pulse which was racing like a hummingbird. I need to know what happened to you. I cannot treat you if I don't know what happened to you, he said, locking his eyes into hers, staring into that dazzling lupine gray. She looked away again, exhaling in graduated shudders, trying. I was lost, she began. He said, he said he couldn't help me get through the park, the guy. He didn't, her voice fluttered away. He didn't even... I, I got out of the car, okay? He didn't even let me get a word out. He threw me down. She looked off, clenching her teeth. Were you raped? The triage nurse, a woman in her fifties with frosted red hair, slipped in behind Chatterjee. She held an admissions form on a clipboard. It's... It's not my fault, the woman said distractedly. What isn't? he asked, his tone registering true confusion as he reached for a soap solution. The woman opened her mouth, but her throat caught. Chatterjee glared at her for a long minute, as if challenging her reticence with his own. Finally, letting loose with an ostentatious sigh, he carefully laid her hand on the edge of the sink, said, Don't move, and walked out of the room. What's your name, hon? the triage nurse asked easily. Brenda, Martin, the woman answered distantly watching another East Indian-looking doctor, a woman, extract a roach from a child's ear with a pair of long, dog-leg scissors. Brenda, do you know your social security number? Before she could answer, Chatterjee reappeared, a uniformed cop in his wake. Come on, Doc, I'm backed up the yin-yang here. 
Then radio for another unit. Chatterjee gave the woman a sour look from across the room. You talk to him, he said, chucking a thumb at the cop over his shoulder. Brenda Martin shot to her feet and stood there as if about to make an announcement. Her sudden uprightness made the two men hesitate. She opened her mouth and both of them, seemingly reading her eyes and coming to the same conclusion, made a tandem lunge. It was a heartbeat too late. Sliding through their grasping hands, Brenda Martin hit the floor hard. <laughs> 